great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast, a podcast of talk culture where everyone has a story. Uh, my guest this week, you've seen him on a few things recently, uh, USA Network's new TV series, The Murders of Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. He's been on Workaholics, Funny or Die, Rush Hour, comedian Brian Guest. Brian, how you doing? What's going on, man? Uh, not much. How you doing? Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You, you just told me you were, uh, you were at Hawaii. How's that going? I'm in Hawaii. Yeah. I um, came down here for a little family vacation. Um, yeah. In the North shore of Hawaii. I did hear, you know, it's been rainy since I got here. I got here a couple of days ago and uh, we rented a little, you know, 800 square foot, you know, little shack right on the beach in the North shore, right off of Sunset Beach. And one of the neighbors just came by. He's like, oh man, you guys came down, uh, you know, like the worst winter in like 47 years it's rained every day so um honestly we don't care it's it's nice to be it's nice to be away it's yeah great. yeah i'm sure i mean uh mm-hmm. i'm sure it'll clear up and you'll have you'll enjoy a few more days out there oh yeah it's gonna be fantastic yeah. so uh, what's new with you what's uh what's going on for you uh this year yeah um wow uh so many things i feel like um like I said, I have a two-year-old daughter, so that's um, that's always new and interesting. Oh yeah, I have a um, I have a three-year-old daughter and a six-month-old son, so I, I know the feeling. Oh my gosh! Congratulations! Thanks. You too. You too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're on this vacation. One of the plans is to try and potty train. So, um, so that's that's the new thing that we're sort of like trying to figure out. Um, my daughter has the peeing down. Um, you know, she can, she, she tells us when she needs to go, uh, to pee. Um, the poop portion of the potty training is, uh, yet to be discovered. She has yet to, yet to, um, yet to poop here in, in Hawaii. So <laughs> uh, we're going on day two. I'm just a little afraid of what that might look like, what good, that situation might look like. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, we went through it, you know, it was a battle. I mean, and there's, it's still a battle sometimes, you know, cause you know, when they're, yeah. when they're, when they're busy and they're playing with something, they're not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Everything's yeah. a battle. Yeah. Everything's a battle. Everything's a negotiation. Um, that, that's the new thing that I'm sort of learning and working on. Yeah. Um, you know, work stuff, work stuff has been, has been fun and interesting and, and great. Um, you know, like, like you said, I, I worked on the unsolved Tupac and Biggie show, which was, which is fantastic. And they just had their season finale, um, this past Tuesday. So I watched along with everyone else to see the, the final episode. I, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't film that and I would, didn't read the, that script. So that was, I was sort of watching as a fan as well. So that was amazing. Um, and then, you know, just sort of working on my own stuff. I am a part of a, a movie called the oath with Ike Barinholtz and Tiffany Haddish, which, um, which was shot earlier in the winter. Um, you know, and so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. So like, where where are you originally from? I'm from, from Delaware. Yeah. From, from Delaware about, you know, 25 minutes from, from Philadelphia. Um, a lot of people <laughs> don't know where Delaware is on the map, so I always <laughs> clarify that. <Yeah. laughs> 
we're mostly known for, you know, that little blurb in Wayne's World uh, when they're standing in front of like the, the Delaware sign. I believe the Delaware water. Was, Go ahead. Was it the Delaware sign or the water? I'm trying to remember what it was too. Yeah, it's like the the Delaware water gap or, yeah. or, or something like that, which I, I'm from Delaware. I don't even really know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so from Delaware, um, born and raised, baby. Yeah. How was it growing up there? I always ask this question to every guest that I have mm-hmm. on. How was it growing up there? I mean, it's the only place I've ever known to grow up. So I guess great. Um, Delaware, it's like a, Delaware reminds me of like a giant, um, like a giant sort of like suburb of, of you know Philly, Washington, Baltimore. Just yeah. this more sort of like small enclave of, of people. Um, it was great. You know, I, I grew up, I, um, the beaches were pretty close. Like, so we had a beach house, which was an hour and a half away from, um, my, my home and, you know, grew up playing little league and, you know, that, that sort of, that sort of life. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so like what made you uh, pursue uh, acting? I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm a crazy person. Um, no, I, man, I don't know. I, I, um, I guess I sort of fell into it. I ended up playing, I walked on playing baseball at the University of Delaware, which is a great, great baseball school. Um, and um, I injured my ankle, I think my junior year. And I had to, um, I had to fill my time with some other stuff. So I ended up taking like an acting class. Um, and you know, the acting class is pretty, pretty, um, pretty spectacular. Like it was a lot of like, it was a lot of like doing yoga and giving back rubs and, um, and, you know, putting on these like little monologue performances. So it was like just this sort of like avant-garde, class i was like i dig this i can do this yeah. <laughs> if it's like doing yoga um i'm in you know <laughs> turning the lights out and sort of, <laughs> sort of falling asleep i was <laughs> like ah, i love this um and then you know and then sort of went from there i um i would go up to new york quite a bit for for commercial auditions um and sort of got the taste of like what it was like to be in the city and 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 um and be amongst other like professional actors um and so i think that's when i when i got the when i got the bug and then i i did not graduate college i have six credits left um which my mom reminds me of (laughs) and i ended up doing a summer program uh ucla um which was like this summer program and we kind of got more I, i got more involved with you know, what it was like to be in the business and, um, and being around more professional actors. And, and so I, I left that summer program and I, I went back home and I got off the plane and I told my mom I was moving and, you know, my parents said I was moving. And so I, I packed my car and drove across the country by myself, <laughs> lived in my car for three months. Wow. That was, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, with a bunch of, a bunch of junk in my car. Um, uh, and, sort of, I did like these workshops when I first moved to Los Angeles and I ended up, you know, meeting some casting directors and the first, 
job that I booked was a role on Passions, that you know that very fantastical soap opera okay. on NBC. Um, you know that, that featured wizards and warlocks and demons and all these crazy kind of crazy kind of things. And so, I, I when I first auditioned for that show, I showed up. And it was shortly after 9-11, so, like, security everywhere was just very, um, very tight. And so I showed up for audition at the CBS Radford lot, and, you know, I had, I was living in my car. And so I showed up with, like, my, <laughs> my life sort of in this, you know, small Honda. And they had, the security officers, like, had to go through, like, everything. There were bomb-sniffing dogs. There were, like, giant mirrors that they would put under your car. And they show they saw me show up and they're like, Oh man, this this is gonna take a while. The line is wrapped around the block, people are honking, like, what's going on? But I booked a job. And that's the important thing. Yeah. Was that your first uh, your first gig? That was my first like real gig. Yeah, yeah. my first T V gig, mm. for sure. And uh, after that, what did you uh, what else did you do after that? Um, tried to survive. I tried to move out of my car. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, I kind of did the thing of like being a waiter and a bartender yeah. and, you know, tried to, you know, try to book other jobs and get a better agent, get a better manager and sort of did that, did that route. Um, you know, that's, you know, it's 2001. So that's 17, I guess, 17 years ago. Wow. And so, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I feel lucky to be part of this business for as long as I have been at yeah. this point. And now you've uh, you played like I said you played in other things too like you know like uh, well college humor videos funnier die and workaholics so yeah. you're you're into the comedy thing too have you performed uh, stand up? I've never done stand up. Oh, scratch that. I think I did one stand up set for an acting class that was like required. They're like you have to write for this this weekly exercise was like okay this one week you're gonna have to write a three minute stand up set and. Um, I couldn't even tell you what the stand-up set was. The feeling of it was not great. <laughs> so uh, I was just like, this is not something I think I'm going to pursue. Stand-up is like, you have to have, you have to have like the chops to go out every night and to look for open mics and to be a part of that scene. And I just don't know if I have that. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I have that sort of, energy especially at this point to to do that i really admire stand-ups man it's a it's a craft you know crafting jokes over and over again um sometimes like doing the same set for years and working on their set is just um it's it's admirable but you have to have like that drive and that passion to do that and i just don't have that Yeah, I mean, the, I've had past guests on the bit comedians. It's like you have to go out, especially like out in L.A. or New York. You, you're out there every night. Yeah, you know. every night. Yep. Even if every it's like night. in a dungeon, performing in a dungeon or a laundromat or something like that, you're out there performing. Yeah. I would like my daughter to know my face a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, well, who's daddy? Where's daddy? Oh, that's the guy that's at the comedy club every night, which is fine. Yeah. It's just not, it's just, I don't have that. I don't have that thing for me. Yeah. You know, I do, I do improv, you know, I do a lot of improv around, you know, Los Angeles, you know, upright citizens brigade. And yeah. I did improv Olympic for years. And, um, so I am at comedy theaters, um, quite a bit. 
Um, but it's a little it's it's a little different than stand up. Yeah. UCB, it's pretty you know it's pretty big. You know, you've had some great comedians and actors come out of there. Sure, I mean, yeah, it was started by Amy Poehler and Matt Walsh and Matt Besser and Ian Roberts, and you know they had their, their own TV show in the '90s on I think Comedy Central, yeah. and obviously Amy. Amy, uh, Amy's done well for herself. Oh yeah, Saturday Night Live, and you know, so like, yeah, they 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 created the school where, literally, it's like, you know, it's like comedy college essentially. There's, I would say, thousands of students that are taking their comedy courses, and it's it's kind of cool to be a part of that collective. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so on the murders of Tupac and the Big on USA, tell us a little bit sure. about your character. Yeah, so I play um, I play a U.S. attorney named Tim Seawright, who um, who is working uh, a case simultaneously that they're trying to solve the Biggie murder um, on a on a guy named George Torres, and so George Torres was a, a sort of like supermarket mogul in the Los Angeles area that was um, being investigated for conspiracy to murder and racketeering and all this stuff. So um, the lead detective, Greg Kading, who's played by Josh Dumel, um, is sort of, you know, pinballing back and forth between these two cases. Um, yeah. So that's, that's why, that's why Tim Seawright's involved. Yeah. Well, um, is that show coming back again next year or was this just a one year thing? You know, I think they're talking about that right now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where they've landed. Um, you know, it would. I think it would probably be another crime, right? Yeah. Um, because I, they've sort of exhausted the Tupac and Biggie thing. Yeah. Um, unless they can keep going, you know, yeah. <laughs> what happens yeah. the following year? What happens the following year? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think um, I think they're talking about that right now. But you know, it's from uh, the writer, producer, sorry, producer director uh, Anthony Hemingway, who did the OJ yeah. um, true crime anthology on um on abc say that again no yeah i was just agreeing with you on that yeah so i mean like it's a fantastic it's a fantastic show and from fantastic people who really have a really have a passion for this and so i i really hope they get a second season Who, uh, who are like some of your influences in the acting world like who do you look up to wow um who do I look up to in the acting world? Um, I think like, you know, just some of the greats like, um, like Pacino and, you know, you know, Harvey Keitel and De Niro and, you know, those people are sort of like people that I, I look up to just they're, they're, they've been doing this for so long and they have crafted a career where, they're just a brand, you know, they are, they're doing their brand all the time. Um, you know, when it comes to comedians, uh, you know, I mean, Polar is fantastic. Um, you know, as far as like stand-up comedians, like George Carlin, I think is a, was a huge, um, huge influence on me. Um, yeah. The Man Cave Chronicles on Twitter at the MCC podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Adam Nutter. And this is Greg Trout. 
Come check out our podcast, Nerds with Words. Adam and I talk about pop culture, comedy, comic books, movies, conspiracies. We're both comedians and we might make you laugh. Every week we welcome a guest from the entire spectrum of pop culture and science and comedy. You can follow us on Twitter at Nerds with Words 1. Hey guys, Brian Padone here, founder of Quiet Punch. When I'm not listening to the Man Cave Chronicles, you can catch me filming one of my live workouts on QuietPunch.com. Check it out today. That's QuietPunch.com. Holy great interviews! Hello, citizens. This is Burt Ward Robin, the boy wonder from the TV series Batman, inviting you to listen to the Man Cave Chronicles. Wowie zowie, holy podcast. Great stuff. Do you have a favorite uh, Robert De Niro movie? A favorite De Niro movie? Um, let's see. Raging Bull is pretty great. Oh, yeah. My, yeah, Raging Bull is, is great. I, I, when I tell people what it's mine, they look at me like, you know, because he's, you know, he's done everything. Mine is actually Heat mm-hmm. with him and Al Pacino together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny, like, it's such a, when that came out, I thought it was, like, a, such a kitschy movie, but the more I've, like, watched, I'm like, damn, that, that movie is fantastic, it's so great, yeah. and that scene where they're sitting in, like, Kate Manolini's, and I remember the big buzz of of uh, of that when I was like, oh, man, De Niro and, and Pacino were in a scene together, like, yeah. how awesome is that? I know, <laughs> it's, like, it's probably my top five favorite movies. Yeah, what's your other top? What's your what's, oh, what's man, the other four? That's, that's the thing. It's like it's every day it changes. You know, like I gotta put Rocky up. Yeah, there. I love Rocky. Oh, Rocky! I mean, I think I've made my my girlfriend watch that movie like a thousand times, yeah. and she's so sick of it. It's just ah, it's so quintessentially great. And Stallone wrote it. I mean, it, it's it's I unbelievable. I know. And it's such a Philly story too, of like you know the underdog and. Uh, you know, just w- what it means to come up and, you know, that sort of, yeah. that sort of way is um, something that hits home for me, especially because I'm from right outside of there. So I think every, I, I must have like 10 friends named Rocky, by the way, yeah. you know, I think every, every boy that was born around that time is named Rocky. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, like, I have like different lists of movies, you know, I mean, I'll just throw like a couple of mm-hmm. my favorite ones out there, you know, like sure. even like the Karate Kid. You know, that's mm, like, I can mm-hmm. I can watch that over and over. I can't wait for my kids to get older just so we can watch that. I mean, I'm looking forward to watching the, the new Cobra Kai series. Yeah, on, on YouTube because of that. Oh yeah, I, and I hear the reviews are fantastic. My friend Courtney actually plays, um, I believe, plays Ralph Macchio's wife in that new series, um, and she's she's fantastic. I'm super happy for her to be a part of mm-hmm. be a part of that. And that's just what's the thing is like being a part of like these. These sort of like that's an iconic movie, like Karate Kid. Yeah. Um, same thing with like the Tupac and Biggie thing. Like I felt so, you know, I felt so blessed to be a part of like, like such an iconic thing. And not only that, but to be a part of like a real story and a real thing that affected so many lives. Like you, you, you sort of like try to up your game when you're when you're dealing with that stuff. You know. Yeah. What's the movie that, like, you know, if you're flipping through the TV, like, right now, and it's on, you just leave it on? Hunt for Red October? <laughs> I feel like Sean, that's on TBS, yeah. like. Yeah, Sean Connery, like, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's Sean Connery, like, you know, Denzel, it's like, yeah. that's a 
great, great one. Yeah. Um, right, Denzel's in that. Jeez, right? Yeah, Denzel in that movie. I, th- I yeah, think so. Yeah, it's been think, years. Think, it's been, it's actually so. been years since I've watched that. Denzel's in every movie. I feel like he pops yeah. up everywhere. Yeah, and I mean Sean Connery, best James Bond ever. Great James Bond. Great James Bond. Um, what are, uh, how, like, so how do you try to improve your acting skills every day? I feel like you have to act every day. You know, if you want to be great, I feel like you have to do things every day to, to be great at it. Um, so I tried to read material every day. I tried to, if I'm not having an audition, you know, to, to just like do some, do some research and, you know, read, read what's current. Um, you know, and also like knowing when to take a break, you know, that's why I'm on a vacation right now. So I can live my life and, and experience things. Like, how can you, how can you try to, how can you try to like express yourself when you can't intake life, you know? So, um, I think it's important to sort of take life in so you can, you know, give your perspective of what you're, what you're, what you're thinking and feeling. Well, do you have like a dream role? Like, like you, someday you want to play a certain role? Um, you know, when I first started acting, I, I felt myself, I was like a very, I was like very serious. I was like a very serious actor. Um, you know, reading like Sam Shepard plays and trying to do that whole thing. Um, and right now I'm more in the, like the comedy phase of my life, I feel like. So, um, at some point I think I'll navigate back to like the serious acting. Um, I would love to, you know, I would love to be in a, in a, in a scene with Robert De Niro. I'd love to be in a movie with him or, or, or Al Pacino. Like that's sort of like the thing that like, that like keep pushes, pushes me is like, man, these people are so, they're sort of at the tail end of their career. I would love to like have the opportunity to act with them before they stop acting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that's like a, a dream sort of thing. But this whole thing is a dream sort of thing. Like getting any job or getting any role is like, man, I feel so lucky to be a part of like um, this business and this collective of people that make great, you know, make great work. Yeah. So you say you've been performing for 17 years. What do you think is your favorite character that, you performed um let's see my favorite character that i performed um it's been so many great you know great uh great things that i've i've been lucky to do the, the working with like the workaholics people was was super fun you know uh it's kind of like sleazy sort of um gym manager that I got to play with those guys was, was great. And that was super nice too, because those guys, like when you, when you show up on set, it's like, Hey, feel like, feel free to do whatever you want. You, you, you know, your audition was fantastic. Like you can clearly improvise. So feel free to play with us. And I was like, man, when you get, when you get to set and, and people are just like, Hey, we respect you and we respect your work and, and feel free to do whatever. Like that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. You know, that's sort of like what you're looking for. Um, and it makes you feel a little more comfortable yeah. too. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got to do a scene with, um, Oh, Bill, um, Bill Pullman, 
on a show called Torchwood. Okay. And that was like a fantastic experience. Um, you know, Bill Pullman sort of played this, like, um, this, how do I say it? Like, um, supernatural, you know, killer. And so he was in jail and, and I got to have this like scene with him where I, you know, I was, I was sort of questioning him about, you know, you know, his choices and whatnot. And like, it was like terrifying. Like he was like so in character the whole time. And my reactions were just like sort of natural. Cause I was like genuinely like afraid of this man, <laughs> you know, it was just like, you know, um, yeah, it's a great experience. Yeah. Uh, what else do you like to enjoy doing other than acting? Um, you know, uh, I'm in Hawaii right now, so I'm, I'm trying to surf a bunch. Um, I live in Venice beach, California, so I get the beach time there as well. Love the beach. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to play a wood, a wood bat base in a wood bat baseball league this year, oh, that's awesome. but I have, I have like, you know, I've stayed consistent, like, you know, going to the batting cages and, and staying in decent, like baseball shape. Uh, I don't know if it's in the cards for me this year to play, but man, I would love to get out there and play some baseball. Um, yeah, I stay pretty, pretty, pretty athletic. You know, you know, go to the go to the gym, play some basketball. Um, yeah, so I like to stay active. Yeah. Are you a Phillies fan? I'm a Phillies fan. Yeah. I am. What do you What do you think of them lately? Lately, I think we've dropped a couple games in a row. Um, we started off. We started off pretty poorly, and then we had this hot streak, and now I think we're cooling off a little bit. Not sure about our manager, Gabe Kapler. I was going to ask you about um, that. Your former Red Sox. Former Red Sox, yeah. Uh, and he played he, he played in Texas too, right? Uh, he played in Colorado, Texas, Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he played, um, you know, I played uh, baseball with a guy named Kevin Mensch, who was a teammate of his for, for years. Um in Texas, but uh, Gabe, I'm not sure of. I man, he made some boneheaded mistakes in the first couple of games, um, like literally mistakes where you're like, "Do you know anything about baseball mistakes?" Yeah, <laughs> like how 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 is that possible that a professional major league baseball manager like brings in a pitcher without warming warming up? Like, so based on that fact alone. Um, I don't have high expectations for for them yeah. or for him. I mean, I mean, like I'm a huge I'm a huge baseball fan overall. I mean, my favorite team, sure. my favorite team are you know are the Red Sox, but I root for like you know the Cubs sure. and Cleveland too. But it's like, how are these players all of a sudden with like no managerial experience are just getting these jobs right away? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I think Gabe maybe like managed in the minor leagues. He did. And, he did. Yeah. So I. Well, look at the. Just, here's an example: Aaron Aaron Boone with the Yankees. He didn't have any mm -hmm. managerial experience. Mm -hmm. They must go off name at that point, right? Like the Yankees are like he had that great home run in the playoffs years yeah. and years ago. He's such like a Yankee, like you know, legend because of that alone. So let's hire him as a manager. Um, has it? I mean, the Yankees are doing pretty solid, though, right? They just went on like a well. They lost the other night, but they went on like a nine-game winning streak. Yeah, yeah. So, 
maybe he's doing okay. He's doing something right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and, um, Yankees and Red Sox, man. I know. That's going to be know. a that's going to be a good matchup this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh well, it does good for the ratings too. So I get, I think I think baseball wants sure. that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and uh got to pump those numbers. Oh yeah. And I know you said you're you you know, you're a you're a Philly fan, so I know you're an Eagles fan and this is a hard topic for me. Eagles oh, Patriots. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about your loss. <laughs> I know, it's tough. <laughs> I mean, when it was coming down to the end of the Super Bowl, there's this feeling in the back of your mind that like Tom Brady's going to pull this off. Like he's gonna, yeah. he's gonna find a way to win this game. And, and up until, you know, up until a minute left in that game, like I'm on the edge of my seat. Like I, because the track record says that like Tom Brady's going to do this. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everybody thought. Yeah. Um, but alas, I mean, the Eagles, just like Rocky underdogs, oh, yeah. you know, they pull it off, <laughs> they pulled it off. And I, you know, I couldn't be happier. Like it's been, I mean, we've never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. We've never won a Super Bowl. I think the last time they won like an NFL championship was in the sixties. And so there's like, you know, it's like these generations of, of, of people like, that feel like, you know, this weight lifted off their shoulders in that area or like, or Eagle nation is just like, you know, so happy. Yeah. We're going to ride this out forever. Oh yeah. And I think, you know, people were saying, you know, if Carson Wentz was the quarterback going to the Super Bowl, they would have been favored over the Patriots. Yeah, I think so. What was the line on that? Like three and a half, yeah, three points. So. And, yeah. you know, and, and Carson, when he went out, yeah, the, like the, the the line shifted on sort of like every game's like quite a bit. He's a stud. Yeah. He's a young. I went to the actual. I went to the. I went to the Rams Eagles game in Los Angeles. Okay. The game he got, he got hurt in, and as soon as he like hit the ground, you could tell something was bad. Like he popped up and was just like sort of hobbling around, and he came in and threw, and, and like threw. He stayed in the game like another three plays and and threw a touchdown. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's I, a stud. I remember watching that. Yeah. He's a stud. And, and so um, that's another team to start looking into is the Rams too. They're going to be a. I mean, they're they're solid already. They're they're getting better and better. Oh yeah, they're going to be they're going to be good for a while. You know that the improvements that they that they made over the last couple of years are just fantastic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What's their coach McVeigh? Sean McVeigh. Um. Yeah, I think he's done a really really nice job of putting. A strong team together. Um, but back to the Eagles. I mean, back <laughs> to the Eagles. Like Super Bowl champs. Are you kidding me? I know. Like, I know. It's real it's, life. It's still. It's still. But you know, it's, it's still like stinks. Like, but like, yeah, five or like fifteen NFL Super Bowls here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, do you, as a Patriots fan, you know, I think Brady two more mm-hmm. years, hopefully one more Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But. The other day, he just, I mean, he just said it again. The it. other day, he wants to play till forty-five. Uh huh. What's the what's what's the what's going on in the front office and with Belichick? I mean, you got can you guys keep can you guys keep the team together? Like, can you keep the it's like the Rat Pack of football together? I think they're gonna have to. I think Bel. I don't think Belichick is ever gonna leave. I think eventually, even when he retires, he's gonna be pulling the you know mm-hmm. pulling the strings on you know probably Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. from. 
the top of the office. Sure. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Does Gronk come back this year? Well, he already said he was. Oh, uh, he's coming back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For 2018, he's coming back. 2019, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. All right. I think he'll write he's it. A great, great he's probably going to write it. My feeling, he's going to write it right along with Brady uh-huh. until Brady retires. Well, here's the deal. I mean, like, Brady is now that he's getting older, is super susceptible to, like, injury. Yeah. And, you know, getting rid of your guys' backup was it Garoppolo. Yeah. Um, you know, like the Eagles. I mean, we luckily had a backup that, that could play. And they could play at a high level, and everyone was doubting him. And he looked, to be honest, he looked pretty crappy in his first several games. But then he got into the rhythm of the game and started, you know, getting confident. And, and I think it's just crucial to have a backup that has good game time experience, um, you know, in these situations. Because, look, it's a rough sport, man. Like, oh, yeah. you get injured on any number of plays, um, especially when you get older. It's just like, man, you your body just doesn't hold up like it used to. Well, Brady, I think, you know, everybody loves Brady in New England, but he ruined Bill Belichick's plan. Bill Belichick's plan was, okay, Garoppolo's going to take over for Brady when Brady yeah. is done. And, well, guess what? Yeah. Brady Brady won the MVP last year. He's not done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what are you going to do? You're, you're not going to keep a quarterback for $25 million sitting on your bench. Mm-hmm. No way. So, um, so uh, do you have any upcoming projects? That you're working on that you want the fans to know about? I'm doing a ton of writing right now, to be honest. Um, you know, I think um, I think if you're not an actor, and, or, or if you're an actor and you're not writing, like, man, you're doing yourself a, a disservice, especially in this day and age of having, like, free distribution on pretty much anything that you do. You can take an iPhone out and film something and throw it on the Internet, and you've got to, you know, there's a, there's a project, yeah. you know? Um, so I'm working on, um, I'm working on a couple different comedies, um, and it's a little out of my comfort zone. I'm, I'm writing some multi-camera comedies. Um, so it's like a different, different sort of beast to tackle. Um, so yeah, so, so working on that. Is, right it, is it more like, is it a movie or like, like shorts? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it would, you know, something in the vein of like, um, you know, the half hour multi-camera comedy, like, you know, like, like cheers yeah. or, um, you know, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not cheers. I'm not remaking cheers. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's curious, I'm not doing a remake of cheers. Well, everything else is getting remade. Why not? Right. Everything else is getting remade. <laughs> Let's remake cheers. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if like the execs were like, man, that was such a great show. Let's bring that back. Yeah. Everyone loves a good bar. <laughs> All right. And lastly, uh, how can uh, the listeners and the fans find you on social media? They can find me. Uh, my handle on most internet websites is BRGuest20. All right. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to tell the listeners before we end this? Go Eagles. <laughs> I'm going to cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, I knew that would I knew that would get a reaction. Sorry. Sorry, no, not it. sorry. So uh thanks for coming on and uh you know, hopefully in a few months uh maybe you'll come back on and tell us you know what's new and exciting with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. All right, this was fun. Have a good one. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Follow them on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. We'll catch you next time.